Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Lions 24-7 podcast. No, I am not Tyler Donahue. My name is Lance Glenn. Usually I produce this great podcast and take care of everything behind the scenes, but Tyler is taking some well-deserved time off. So I thought I'd hop on with Sean and we'd change up the format a little bit. Instead of the usual back and forth Sean and Tyler have, today's episode will be a little more of a Q&A interview style, so to speak, episode, as Sean obviously knows a lot more about the world of Penn State football than I do. So first and foremost, Sean, how's everything going? Have you had, I guess, a uh, a positive start so far to your new year? Yeah, well, I made it home from Florida, which was not always uh, guaranteed. Mm. The other day, spent a couple extra hours down in Tampa, uh, thanks to that weather that moved through. But yeah, it's a positive start to the season. It's an or a, excuse me, a positive start to the year. It's an <laughs> active start to the year. Uh, a lot of comings and goings with Penn State football. We keep it uh, we keep it moving along here on the Lions twenty four seven podcast and at Lions twenty four seven dot com. And and I'm going to tell our listeners that I'm not going to re, uh, you know return the Q and A session after that big win for Rutgers last night over Michigan. <laughs> Um, but uh, you're welcome for that, everyone. But no, it's it's great. We, we've got a, we've gotten off to a flying start here in 2022, and uh, looking forward to more. Well, look, let me tell you, I love the Rutgers plug. I'm glad you made it back from Florida. I know a lot of uh, our colleagues at 24/7 Sports had either a tough time getting home from Florida if they were at a bowl game or if they were at uh, the Under Armour All American game in Orlando, or getting to even San Antonio, depending on where they were flying from if they were headed to the All-American Bowl, because I was obviously all the snow that's happening uh, further south from us. But look, full disclosure, before we start today's episode, I just want to let everyone know we're going to kind of jump around a bit to a bunch of different topics. As as Sean mentioned, a lot has happened since our last episode, the post-game episode, after the Outback Bowl. And I want to start, Sean, with a player and a couple of NFL draft decisions for 2022. So let's begin with the more positive news for Penn State, and that's P.J. Mustafer announcing that he will be back next season. Look, getting him back for one more year is so important, both because of his ability and obviously because of his leadership, too. The Penn State defensive line, it's going to rely on a lot of different faces next year. But getting Mustafer back to solidify everything in the middle, I would think at least that outside of Sean Clifford returning, Mustafer coming back might be the biggest positives. might be the biggest positive, excuse me, when it comes to players making a decision for next season. I think after the uh, Outback Bowl, some are going to debate you on the Clifford aspect of that, but we're talking most of her here. Huge, huge decision by PJ. This is something we talked about on the podcast leading up to the Outback Bowl. He had been rehabbing with at, at Penn State to be at Penn State practice, and he was down there at the, with the bowl. Um, first off, just an, an incredibly magnetic kid that that you look at what he brought to the table over the last two years um, as a full-time starter. He was a second-team All-Big Ten selection only playing in five games and a bit of a sixth in the Iowa game before he got hurt. I think that says something in terms of how effective of a defensive lineman he can be. Now, granted with the injury, you know, I think he'll, he'll bounce back and he should be okay. Injuries are what they are. You know, you you never know how uh, rehab is going to go, but you can get a guy an all big 10 guy back. um, The the, the way that things have gone, especially this off season with opt outs and everything like that, 
just getting it back in that in that direction is, is huge. I mean, Mustafer is going to be an anchor inside. He was phenomenal this year early in the season, um, and, and you saw what happened when he went out. You know, the the, the very next game um, after he went out against Iowa, Illinois just ran for six thousand yards or whatever it was. So, I mean, it was really just uh, such a, a key uh, a keystone to that defense. Uh, you know, he and he and Tangelo were terrific. We expected Hakeem Beeman to be you know that pairing, but he didn't play this year uh, for a non injury reason. But uh, just getting Mustafer back, absolutely huge for Penn State. You look forward to what they put together on the defensive line next year because not only are you getting Mustafer back, but you're expecting Adisa Isaac, who missed the season. You thought he might be your top pass rusher this year and then uh, got hurt in the preseason, did not play. Um, you, you liked what you saw from Keziah Izzard and Devon Ellis. Now, those guys are both still developing, still um, gaining experience. But for a redshirt sophomore and a redshirt freshman, all of a sudden puts you in a pretty good spot um, at, at defensive tackle. Still need to sort out some things at the other end position. Of course, Nick Tarburton will be back. Some of the younger guys, Smith Vilbert had three sacks in the Outback Bowl. Um, and Zariah Fisher started to flash a little bit. Um, so the defensive line, maybe not as ravaged as it could have been. I guess we'll say it uh, in that direction. So uh, the must for coming back uh, angle has been has been huge for Penn State. It's on and off the field. Not too many guys more respected than PJ. Uh, not, not too many guys more... Um, I guess fun to be around and more magnetic than 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 PJ Mustaver. So getting him back for another year, another year of him being a captain, I would assume, um, should go a long way for this defense. And you know, we, we we've seen over the last couple of years, you you build up front, you you have to protect those linebackers, especially two years ago. Um, we saw with the with the or what we saw with the linebackers was you're you're more successful and the guys in the fr- in front of them are. Um, you know, are, are, are getting in people's way. And I think Mustafer at 325 pounds. Now I'm not sure what his body's going to look like because he's got to go through a different rehab process as a 325 pounder versus a, you know, a receiver that's re- recovering from a knee injury. Um, but he should be back to take up space and, and, and really open some things up. And I know there's a lot of defensive tackles on scholarship right now, but it, you know, he, he's your top one. And, and anytime, anytime you can get a guy like that back, absolutely huge for this, uh, for this next edition of a de- of a Penn state defense. Yeah, can't understate how big of a uh, decision that was for Penn State heading into 2022. Uh, really, the leader of that defensive line will be back uh, for the Nittany Lions. Now, on the flip side of that, and maybe it was a surprise to you, maybe it wasn't, Rashid Walker announced that his time at Penn State is finished. He will be entering the NFL draft. It's no secret, look, Penn State is searching for help on the offensive line. But now losing Walker to the draft, it just puts an even greater emphasis on either someone stepping up or Penn State grabbing a starting caliber lineman from the portal. Now, I know Hunter Norzad, the Cornell transfer, is someone they're pursuing heavily. So maybe, look, he could be that guy possibly, that transfer that the Nittany Lions need to help uh, solidify that offensive line in the wake of Rasheed Walker, obviously, deciding to go to the NFL. Yeah, that, that last part first. Uh, Norzad's going to be an interior guy wherever he ends up. I know he played uh, right tackle for for Cornell over the last couple of years, but he's he's six three. He's got some length to him. He's not a dinosaur playing out there, T Rex playing out there. Um, so he you know could be a tackle, but he's not going to be wherever he, whenever he takes that next step up. And he did a top five this week. Iowa's in there, Auburn's in there, um, you know, a couple other schools in there as well. But uh, he's going to take an official visit to Penn State in January. We had that story up on the site the other day, but he's probably a guy that you're looking forward to to put inside um, probably a guard position. I don't know. He can play center, but I think probably a guard position. Uh, so Penn State will keep looking at tackles in the portal. They're doing that. Ryan Savota, the, uh, the the Virginia, the six foot 10 tackle uh, for, from Virginia. They're trying to get him up to campus at some point. And, and that's an, another thing that we're kind of 
splintering off here, but Penn State can host transfers right now, seven days before uh, the first day of classes. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy or two pop in just before the semester and see what happens. But back to Rasheed Walker, I kind of let my guard down there. I, I've, I've been convinced since before the season that Rasheed Walker is going to go. Then we see him pop up at the Outback Bowl. He's on crutches. He's with the team. Makes you think, okay, maybe he's maybe after the season that he had, which was kind of a letdown, not going to lie. Um, maybe he'll come back for next year, but that's not the case. Um, incredible, incredible talent there. I don't think it all came together at Penn State. Is you know you thought he would take that step this year. Um, the sum of all parts with the uh, the offensive line obviously left a lot to be desired. Um, but Walker uh, is a talented kid. Somebody's going to take a chance on them, and that's going to hurt because you're, you you need all the tackles that you can get. Uh, Olu Fashanu um, played very well in the Outback Bowl, I thought. Lennon Tangwall played uh, played well at guard, so you've got some pieces there, some younger pieces that you can look to with some optimism. But at the end of the day, you know you'd love to have your starting left tackle back. So that's uh, that's going to be something that Phil Troutwine and, and James Franklin and, and Mike Yersich have to work through, uh, figure out where that tackle, where that open tackle spot comes. I think Fashanu's a starter next year, possibly a portal guy on the other side. What does that do with Caden Wallace? What does that do with a potential transfer? There's a lot of moving parts, which. If you watch Penn State football this year, you want moving parts in the offensive line because it was it, it was such a letdown. And before we get to the final departure, uh, I know you I think you tweeted it either yesterday or the day before. Can we get a, a crystal uh, appreciation? Uh, the fact that he will be back for another year uh, in Happy Valley, the uh, the superb Penn State long snapper. Crystal's really good. I mean, he's he's a terrific long snapper. He's been around for a long time. Um, he was not announced with the seniors. Actually, when, when we started doing the roster tracking, that was one of the first things we heard. And I like long snappers. If, you, if you're listening to this, uh, you know that. Uh, or if you've been listening for any period of time, you know I, I, I side with the long snappers, former snapper myself. Um, and, and if you don't get the joke on Twitter, just don't respond. I, I know there was a couple of people that did that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's it's big. I mean, you you look at what he's, you know, what Jordan Stout was able to do as a punter this year. Very little to no stress on those snaps. And and if you ask people that watch football or around that building or anything like that, Chris Stoll was incredibly consistent. So getting him back is, is a big deal. And we're going to talk about the new special teams coordinator here in a minute. But you're bringing back, back Chris Stoll. Um, you, you lose Jordan Stout, of course, but you you have uh, Jake Pinnegar coming back. So there's there's some guys that, you know, having those guys around is going to help uh, that transition from Joe Lorig um, into the new, the new coordinator. So, I mean, there's a there's a lot, uh, a lot of moving parts for sure. Um, but having Chris Stoll's hanging around, I mean, I think it's it's his sixth year. So he's going to be an old guy by the time he leaves. Um, but he's been as consistent as you like. And and I will dive into the long snapper room if you if you let me. Um, <laughs> Penn State. Penn State likes some of the young guys that they've got. They've actually got two commitments, two walk-on commitments um, in the class of 2022. Um, and so, you know, there, there's going to be numbers there. Uh, they like Tyler Duzanski, who's a, who's a, uh, a freshman this year. Um, I'm trying to – I, I kind of caught myself off guard here. Um, but they've, they've got four or five guys that that they like there. And that's a that's a, a position where you, you don't – necessarily need the death. Michael Wright's the other guy. I couldn't remember his name. I knew it was a, I, I knew it was Michael and I forgot uh, he was a redshirt freshman this year. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you don't need numbers at that position, but you need quality in there. That's a really quality room right there. Hey, look, you know what they say? You can never have too many long snappers. Uh, Who says that? If, if, <laughs> I mean, besides, they, besides me. They say, they say it. <laughs> but you, you did mention the last departure I want to touch on 
Jordan Stout decided to enter the NFL draft. He had one year of eligibility remaining. Look, that's a big loss. Can't can't uh, put it any other way. I was reading Mark Brennan's article about Stout's decision on the site. 59 of his 65 kicks were touchbacks. A Ray Guy finalist, and he split first team Big Ten honors with Rutgers punter Adam Corsak. He did a really nice good point. job of just eliminating an opponent's dynamic returner from the game. I mean, it's that simple. What do you think the plan is now for Penn State to replace him? You know, we saw Pinnegar go one for two against Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. Is this now his job again to lose? I think so. Uh, Sander Sahadak, uh, the freshman, was in there um, and actually tweaked something in warmups. I was watching him kick. I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to watch him a ton in warmups this year. And whatever he did, he he hit something wrong and um, you know had to limp off and was not actually uh, didn't actually finish warmups. But I mean, I, I don't have any more injury, uh, any more information on that injury. Um, but that'll be a competition there. Pinnegar said uh, earlier this week he plans to be back. Sahadak has a big leg. I'm curious to see if that means Pinnegar's taking the field goal. Sahadak's going to kick off. Um, you look at replacing him as a punter. Alex Baquetta is coming in. Um, so, I mean, you've got an opportunity for a freshman to sort of take over that. Uh, I know I know Stout kind of uh, ruined the transition here with the uh, four years to four years to four years, but he came in, did what he needed to do, and now Alex Baquetta is going to take over. Alex Baquetta, I talked to him yesterday, seems pretty excited uh, with the new hire. So you've got uh, fewer moving parts than you probably um, expected there. Um, but with Jordan Stout, it's going to be tough to replace. I mean, he was awesome this year um, in terms of punting, in terms of kicking off. Field goals, of course, left something to be desired. Um, but uh, that's that, that's something that uh, new coaches ha has got to work on. And I, you, you hit on it. Uh, you, I mean, you hit it on the nose when you're talking about the impact that Jordan Stout had. He made this defense better. Um, you know, he, he really – put them in a position where they could, you know, be aggressive because they had the defense or had the offense backed up to their own goal line or in their, in their own red zone, things like that. So he definitely will be missed. Alex Paquetta is a tremendous prospect as a punter. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to take a while for him to, uh, to settle in and, and, and get control of what he uh, needs to do as a college punter. So let's stay special teams wise, a notable staff change, for James Franklin's group. Special teams coordinator Joe Lorig took the same position at Oregon. He joins Dan Lanning's staff as the former Georgia defensive coordinator takes the reins in Eugene. Penn State, they didn't really waste much time replacing him. They hired Boise State special teams coordinator Stacy Collins. Collins, a lot of experience, most of it on the West Coast, and he's also taking the role of outside linebacker and Nichols coach. What are just your overall thoughts on the hire and Franklin's decision to, to bring in Collins really – really almost right after Lorig decided to head to Oregon. I mean, it was, it was pretty quickly after. Yeah, it was, it was immediately after because Lorig was out. Now this is one thing. And if you listen to the, uh, the post game press conference with James Franklin, he pretty much all but said that Lorig was going back home, going to go back to the, uh, the, uh, the, the Pacific Northwest. Um, so you've got uh, a guy that has coached, uh, you know, if you go through the, the schools there on his resume, not a lot jump off to you, but, but he was great at Boise. Um, excuse me. He was great at Boise State. Um, had a had a really good year this year. Blocked some kicks, had some kick returns, and and he's got some connections. He played or he coached under Larry Lewis at Idaho State. He's coached with Eric Raisbeck, who's a special teams analyst at Penn State. Um, so there, this is definitely one where where he's got some guys stumping for him. Um, Stacy Collins, ton of experience. Uh, you know, we, we had Brandon Huffman stop by on our board um, to talk about his recruiting prowess. He's recruited very well at uh, Utah State, at Boise State. He knows the the Pacific Northwest, but 
Um, I don't think Penn State's going there anytime soon to 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 make a pipeline or anything like that. But um, steps into a good situation. He's got Paquetta coming in, who's one of the top punters in the country, so that sort of takes some some heat off from the recruiting aspect of it. He's got some talented some talented legs there to work with. Be interested to see what he does from a return game perspective. As I mentioned, I think three touchdown uh, three kickoff return touchdowns for Boise this year, which was interesting because Joe Lorig. Um, at his previous stops, really good at kick return. And then Penn State went to the fair catch, playing the analytics, getting the ball at the 25. Um, we will see if they can, number one, find a guy that can be um, a big-time return man for them as one of the disappointments of the Outback Bowls. We didn't get to see Daquan Hardy back there, um, you know, for more than a fair catch or, or a touchback or whatever it have you. Um, but you got to find an effective guy back there that can bust one. Um, and that'll be, a, a, I think a big part of what, uh, Stacey Collins has to do aside from, you know, avoiding those fakes, uh, which, uh, you know, will be talked about all year long. Can't wait for that. Um, but Stacey Collins, ton of experience. Uh, he's got experience in the defensive side of the ball. He's also listed as the outside linebackers Nichols coach, which, you know, for for all that Lorig was listed as the outside linebackers coach, Brent Pry coached those linebackers. So curious to see how much Stacey Collins actually gets involved with those positions. Um, whether that's a title thing or, or what have you. So um, excited to see what the next step is. I mean, with, with special teams coaches, we've seen really bad ones come through. Um, we've seen really good ones come through. So I, I Stacey Collins has uh, a lot of people out there that, that think highly of his work, but not going to jump headfirst into, into judging this hire right away. Uh, but uh, obviously given the timing of things, James Franklin had this one in mind. He, he's had this one ready to go for a while. So Sean, a couple more, and then we'll get out of here. All American Bowl practices are currently ongoing ahead of Saturday's game in San Antonio. Penn State, four signees there, Drew Aller, Nicholas Singleton, Denai Dennis Sutton, and Keon Wiley. What's the latest you know about their performance so far down in San Antonio? Well, just after day one, I think they're getting into day two right now as we record, so I haven't really seen much from them. But after day one, those first three guys that you mentioned in Aller, Singleton, and Denai Dennis Sutton, uh, very impressive. And this is this is hearing from these guys, and I, I know th they were all listed in one form or another as top performers by 24-7 Sports, but I've talked to Steve, I've talked to Andrew Ivins, those guys, um, very impressed. Tom Loy was down there, did, cut up a nice video for us um, online 24-7, so I encourage you to check that out. Um, so far, looks like Penn State's got some, some big timers there. And that, you know, if you're listening to this uh, podcast and you have been listening for a while, those are kind of the three guys that I've leaned on as as potential difference makers. Um, you've seen some of the, the clips that are floating around. Aller, I mean, what else can we say that we haven't already said? Big time arm. Um, of course, some things to clean up, but big time arm. And he's showing that number three prospect overall by 24-7 sports. Nick Singleton, a guy that I think can play right away. I mean, you you look at uh, what he brings to the table from an athletic and strength standpoint. He's, he's ahead of his class. Um, in terms of those uh, those metrics, and you know, if he picks up some things in terms of vision, in terms of uh, you know, reading the the holes that he may or may not have, I mean, he's just a different guy. He's a different guy. And Denai Dennis Sutton, who I've been stumping for for a long time for a, for a higher rating, um, we I think we have him in the 80s at uh, at 24/7 Sports. He went down there, and uh, of course, did not have the senior year that he had hoped for with the injuries and things like that. But when you take that jump up, and you're playing against um, 
guys that are your size. I mean, you, you, there's a, there's a difference between playing. Um, you know, it, it, it's so funny. You think about these other positions and, you know, the, the five, eight nose tackles as sometimes your most successful player on def on defense in high school, and he's not going to get a sniff, sniff at college just because you have to transition to that next level size. And I think denies Dennis Sutton at six, four and a half, six, five, um, close to 250 pounds, uh, looks great. Um, you know, he's, he's got some things to work on in terms of hand placement, in terms of uh, pass rushing moves. But, um, you know, you see some of the clips and you can see why he was heavily, uh, heavily pursued by Alabama, heavily pursued by Georgia. He is that level guy. And, and you know, those two teams seem to be playing an important game coming up. And those are more of the guys that, that Penn State needs. Yeah. And when you can get recognized uh, in these all-star games, whether it be Under Armour All-American Bowl, uh, All-American game or the uh, All-American Bowl, you're going best against best. So if you could be recognized um, in a positive way during these all-star games, you're obviously doing something right because you're going against some of the top talent throughout the country. So, Sean, last one. Is there anything you're just monitoring right now? Just kind of nice vague question to end it. Is there anything you're monitoring right now that maybe we haven't touched on, whether it's transfer portal recruiting or, or something else that, that we haven't talked about yet? Um, there, there's some things that as the new year takes shape, of course, we're looking at the portal, probably the heaviest right now. Um, still looking at Penn State, even though they have Mitchell Tinsley, who's set to join um, and start classes next week at Penn State, still looking at wide receivers, um, would like to add some more speed there. It, it's going to depend on numbers. There's going to be guys that enter the portal general attrition, as we call it, uh, expected attrition, as we call it. Um, so you're still looking at receiver offensive line, very important. Probably two of those guys you'd like to have a tackle. And if you get Hunter Norzad, um, from Cornell, who we already spoke about, um, he's he's highly sought after. I mean, this is a kid that, you know, you, you think Cornell and you think uh, Ivy League, especially after Eric Wilson was was okay, but not really what you thought he might be. Norzad seems like a better prospect from talking to people that are not at Penn State, not not really involved in this uh, in this recruitment. But uh, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Like I said, going to take an official visit to Penn State in January, going to take an official visit to, uh, to Iowa. Auburn's still in the mix. He's originally from Georgia, so there's that. Um, still looking at offensive tackles. Still think that a rush end, um, you know, an edge guy that can get to the quarterback is a priority. Um, probably don't need the defensive tackle. I think James Franklin mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, depending on some movement uh, on that roster. Probably don't need one, um, but but definitely at linebacker is another spot where they're going to keep looking because uh, you need to figure out numbers there. You need to figure out talent. And you need to figure out who can start and come in and play right away. I think um, it's been really interesting to follow the portal because I think that fans, given they given they are so familiar with what they have on their roster and what they've seen. Fans are overvaluing guys. And uh, I think that that's something that you have to remember when you're looking at the portal, that uh, it's not a guaranteed guy that's going to come in and play right away. going to come in. I mean, you, you look last year, John Lovett seemed like an ideal fit. And now by the end of the season, he really wasn't even a, you know, a presence there in that running back room and a running back room that could have really needed it. So um, you, you need to, uh, Keep yourself from overextending in that portal, um, going after the guys that you have relationships with or you can trust your evaluation on. I think that's probably what we're seeing right now in this transition process as, as we get into the spring semester. Um, other than that, recruiting, they got some junior days on the way in January. It's certainly something we'll be keeping up with. The coaching carousel has slowed a bit, but if you you know follow Pete Thamel or Bruce Feldman or anything like that, it's not stopped. I mean, there's plenty of things going on. You look at the Harbaugh stuff at Michigan. Um, you know, which, you know, he should be trying to get a new contract no matter, uh, or coming off of the season that he had, um, that's, that's going to be an interesting thing to monitor because if you get a new coach that takes, uh, 
um, you know, that, that doesn't have his new staff. He might have some guys that he's, that, that were, that are working at Penn state right now that he'd love to have uh, around him. So that coaching carousel won't slow down until February. Of course, the NFL black Monday is coming up. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on, even if it's maybe not all on the surface. Yeah, exactly. Like you mentioned black Monday, uh, obviously you hear the Jim Harbaugh name already, but Tons of tons of NFL jobs are going to open up, and obviously, college coaches uh, oftentimes are hot commodities for some NFL teams. And just one quick thing on Hunter Norzad: you mentioned a couple teams in his top five. It's Virginia Tech, Auburn, Iowa, Illinois, and Penn State. And the one thing about the transfer portal is there's plenty of players joining it every single day. So someone who isn't even in the portal yet could be that one kid who ends up coming to Penn State. You never know. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at Oklahoma this week. I mean, you, of course, with the with the transition of Lincoln Riley to USC, you expect some of that. But Caleb Williams gets out of there. Mario Williams gets out of there. And everybody's going to go after those guys. And uh, you could, you know, there's been rumblings. Jaleel Farouk is a familiar name. If you listen to this podcast from Maryland, could be, you know, one of the next guys in there. So there are guys like that, that, that Penn State is watching that, you know, you, the, the, the word that you hear all over the place is back channeling. You've got high school coaches and parents and things like that trying to, to legally make contact with schools to let them know that, hey, just just a heads up, this guy might be entering the, the, the portal um, sooner or later, usually sooner at this point. So um, no Oklahoma pun intended there. But, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's so much going on um, that, uh, that that never sees the light of day, especially from that portal. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see if they get anybody on campus in the next couple of days. Um, as, as I mentioned, it's still a dead period, but seven days before the first day of class, um, you can, you can have these guys on campus for, for visits and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's not slowing down with the, the coaching carousel and all that stuff. So, uh, it should be fun. Uh, should be fun to follow along. Yeah. So much going on as the off season kind of gets underway and look as our friend Josh Pate likes to say, there really is no off season in college football. It's just ongoing so much to talk about and you can find everything. There, there's no off season in Josh Pate's life, man. He's, yeah, he's that's full true. Bore all that's the time. True. So that's I'm true. not surprised he, by that. He, he's full go no matter what day it is, no matter what time of year it is. And as I said, you can find everything you need to know about the Nittany lions at lions, two, four, com. Sean, this was fun. It was fun to come on to replace Tyler for a little bit for, for a day on the podcast. Yeah. Or people got the Rutgers fix through you instead of Tyler. Tyler's uh, taking care of his, uh, his little one this week. Uh, I know his wife went back to work, so definitely more important things to worry about than transfer portal and coaching carousel for him. Um, but yeah, this is fun. We should do it again sometime. Yes, definitely. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Lions247 and subscribe to the Lions247 YouTube channel. So for Sean Fitz, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Lions247 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.